Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording not so live from our Podstream Studios in Times Square. Folks, as you know, I am on vacation this week, but I have a slew of shows that I am bringing to you, a slew of interviews with some of our favorites. I am really excited to introduce for today's show our friend, MSNBC legal analyst, Glenn Kirshner, who is going to run us through all of, I would say the latest and greatest because that's what usually would rhyme, but all of the mayhem and misery of the legal fuckery that Trump and his associates are in right now. He's going to break down for us where things stand, uh, whether or not we are going to see the indictment parade that we have been talking about for what seems like forever. Also joining, I am so excited to welcome her back to Woke AF Daily, our friend Yasmin Vasugian. You watch her, you see her on MSNBC. She anchors on the weekends and she is extraordinary. And we're going to talk to her about media's responsibility in this moment of the global health pandemic, of the racial uprisings and whether or not, you know, we're doing the job that people need us to do, which is to be truthful and transparent, as well as talking about a lot of the places that don't get a lot of coverage that she covers on her show, which is areas of the Middle East that we really do not give any attention to any good attention anyway. And so with these two guests, I hope that you guys enjoy the conversation. Send me comments and DMs. Even though I'm on vacation, you know that I can't help myself but to respond to all of you. So I hope that you enjoy this show coming up next. Friends, I am always so excited when we have the opportunity to be joined by our friend, MSNBC legal analyst and the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner. Glenn. You wrote a piece this week for MSNBC.com entitled DOJ officials thwarted Trump's coup 
Next step, a criminal investigation. Glenn, we've been talking about this ad nauseum for the better part of a year. And what is interesting as we continue to wait for the parade of indictments is that the evidence that Donald Trump committed a conspiracy in order to overthrow the election is just mounting. We have Jeffrey Clark's letter. We have now testimony that happened from Jeffrey Rosen. I just, what are we, what, what is it that we need? What is it that you think that we need in order to begin these proceedings? Like how much more bite-sized pieces, huge bite-sized pieces of evidence do we need in order to say now is the time? On the evidentiary front, we have all we need and then some. So, you know, the, the standard, the FBI standard for opening a criminal investigation, fancy 50 cent word or phrase when a nickel word will do. That's what lawyers like to do. So <laughs> they can charge money to define those complex words. Adequate predication. Okay. And in the FBI manual, this is all that means that there is some information or allegation, some minimal evidence that conduct constituting a federal crime has been committed, may have been committed, or may be in the process of being committed. It is as low an evidentiary standard as we have in our criminal practice. So we know that there's adequate predication times a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. There really, I would maintain, Danielle, there's evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump committed a, a conspiracy to defraud the United States by unlawfully trying to overturn the election results. Just as my friends, Barb McQuaid, Joyce Vance, and Lawrence Tribe argued recently in their joint Washington Post op-ed. So we're not waiting for the evidence to come in. What has to happen and what I maintain is happening at the Department mm -hmm. of Justice, and I can talk about why I have that bedrock belief in a minute, is that it all has to be presented to the grand jury and that is no small task. And then we have to craft, and we prosecutors have to craft an indictment. They have to get the grand jury to vote on it. And then we're off to the races. So all of that, I, I think, should have been accomplished long ago with some of Donald Trump's crimes. It hasn't been accomplished yet, I think, in part because the DOJ leadership team is still relatively new, right? I have complete confidence. I remain confident in this DOJ leadership team, even though I don't like some of the decisions on the institutional front that Merrick Garland has made. But Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, Deputy Attorney General, Vanita Gupta, Kristen Clark, I have confidence, faith, and trust in this leadership team. That's why I believe they are criminally investigating given the very low bar required mm -hmm. to open an investigation. But I think what frustrates the heck out of us is it has moved too slowly while Donald Trump traipses around the country recruiting foot soldiers for Insurrection 2.0. Public safety is at, is at risk. So for God's sakes, drop an indictment on this man's head already. So let me remind folks and, and this is according to the piece that you just referenced um, by Barbara McQuaid, uh, Lawrence Tribe, and our friend Joyce White Vance. Um, here's a roadmap for the Justice Department to follow in investigating Trump 
And this is in the Washington Post. And I want to remind folks, because again, I thought one of these things alone, Glenn, was enough to move forward. So here's what we have. We have uh, the call with Donald Trump with Brad Raffensperger, the the Georgia Secretary of State, find me 11,780 votes. Then we have Trump's pressure on acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen, as well as Mike Pence to advance the big lie. Then we we have recently revealed the phone call between Trump and Rosen to say, just say the election was corrupt and then leave the rest to me and my Republican allies. Um, Then you have Trump's own public statements, along with Rudy Giuliani, Mo Brooks, to incite the mob on January 6th. And what they say in this piece is that none of these facts alone proves a crime beyond a reasonable doubt. But I, I mean, again, I'm not an attorney, but I completely disagree. How does the president of the United States calling the secretary of state one of the one of the states being contested, Georgia, and say, find me the exact amount of votes that I need to win. How is that not be how is that not criminal beyond a reasonable doubt? I disagree with my learned colleagues. And that's a lot of brain power, Joyce Barb and Lawrence. And it's a lot of experience. And most importantly, it's a lot of dedication to the rule of law. Um, All I ever was, I was never a bureaucrat. I was never a muckety-muck. I'm not accusing them of being those things, mind you. All I did was prove cases in court for more than three decades. There's proof beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump committed buku crimes. Buku is a legal term, Um, (laughs) including, as you just precisely pointed out, there are Georgia state election crimes that can be proved by that recorded phone call where Donald Trump said, I want to steal the election and I need 11,780 votes to do it. Find them for me. I couldn't disagree more with anybody who contends that we don't yet have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes, we do. We also have it in volume two of the Mueller report for multiple counts of felony obstruction of justice. We have it everywhere. We are awash in evidence of Donald Trump's crimes and we need to move out. We need to begin to hold him accountable because the the public trust and confidence is waning every day. I mean, every day, Glenn, because, you know, when I just first when we heard the call with Georgia State Secretary, I said, damn, this man is caught. Right. Then nothing happens. Then we hear yet another call with now Jeffrey Rosen. Just say just directing him if that is not coercion when we're talking about right um coercion just say that the election was corrupt whether or not you can find anything i'll handle the rest is that not like a direct order from a mob boss me and my buddies got it i just need you to do this one thing for me yeah you you just blow open the bank vault door you leave the rest to me it's it's mob talk. It's it's transparent what he was saying. Folks, I am so excited to welcome in studio my in first studio. in studio guest, um, our friend returning Yasmin Vasugi, and you know her as an MSNBC anchor on the weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday, three to five p.m. Yasmin, what a crazy time to be on television. You know, crazy time, how though. do you? I want to start off because there's so many things that I want to talk to you about, but 
you know, we haven't seen each other in person since 20, since, you know, the beginning of the pandemic. And by, what, by the way, we're both vaccinated. And we're both vaccinated. What was it like to be on television, at home, trying to both parent, be on air, telling us about what was going on while you're trying to figure out what was going on? I don't think that we've ever heard from like actual media people, anchors, reporters about what it was, what it was like in the height for you. It was like, it was so surreal. I I mean, on so many levels, first of all, the first time they brought a camera into my house, I have an apartment in New York city, you know, um, we have a three bedroom apartment and we were in, you know, lockdown. I have a four and a two year old child. Mm. And so we needed as much space in my apartment as possible because we were going to be stuck inside together for months on end. We didn't even know how long. So I put a camera set up in my bedroom. Wow. That's how it started. Okay. So that wasn't great for my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, and, that and, if wasn't you, great. and if you remember at the same time, I was still on that 5am show. So my alarm would go off at like three 30 <gasps> in the morning. I would roll out of bed. My poor husband was like asleep. He would like put a pillow over his head and, um, and I would, you know, he would like leave the room at five, you know, at four fifty five he would get up and leave, um, before the show, he would like go make me coffee. And he was like, and you know, so that went on for three months like that. Um, oh my God, God bless him. Uh, yeah, no, we, we got through it. And, um, and, and then, you know, we were able to, we, we ended up renting a house, um, uh, out in Long Island just for a little while because we needed to like get away from it all. Yeah. And we were able to move yeah. that camera thing there and figure it all out. And it was out of the bedroom at that point. But it was like, it's been a very intense, insane period. I mean, like dealing with young children through this whole thing. Yeah. And the uncertainty surrounding that. And and I think the saving grace before, of course, the Delta variant and now possibly this new Lambda thing, obviously, which. Terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible um, news. That children were kind of escaping, you know, the worst right. of it. Right. So that was like the saving grace of all of it. And. I, you know, I, I've always been in the situation as a journalist because I've reported overseas for quite some time as well, where people were always wondering, and you know, I was on the steps of the Capitol. People always wonder, like, when you're in the midst of it, do you mm-hmm. see your own kind of fate? Like, do you understand the fear and the kind of danger that you yourself are in? Yeah. And I think, like, the same can be applied to the pandemic in, in which, like, when I was out in the field, like, reporting in front of hospitals or, you know, you know, we had like in front of a field hospital or or whatever it is that I've been doing, or, you know, if I'm in the chair anchoring, you know, you're always seeing it like as a job, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that you're then kind of asking the questions and trying to get the answers that you yourself need. Right. And you're understanding that the world also needs too. And yeah. so suddenly it's very personal. So I'm not just like, interviewing, you know, Senator Coons about Afghanistan as we watch yet another city be taken over and you understand like all these people that sort of were allies of, of, you know, American troops and soldiers for so long are being literally killed every day by the Taliban. And you're watching it from afar and asking questions on behalf of, of them. Instead, you're asking questions on behalf of yourself and your, and the safety of your own family. And they're, while they're two equally important distinctions, it's like so much more personal. Right. And so Kavita Patel is on the air with me and I'm, I'm saying to Kavita, you know, Kavita, listen, how is this affecting children now? How yeah. is the Delta variant affecting, like, what do I need to do as a, as pa- a, parent? As a parent? Yeah. And I know that I'm speaking for every parent out there. I know that I'm speaking for every parent when I say, what do I do? Do I send my kids back to school? 
do I put masks on them? You know, what are the symptoms? What are we looking for? And so I think all of it has been, it has stretched me as a journalist personally. It's mm -hmm. made me better. Mm -hmm. um, it's made me more present because of the fact that I understand kind of, I mean, every, our work is always important, I hope. And, and I, I always understand how important it is for us to ask the right questions and get the right answers, but it is so much more personal and is like, I mean, the number of lives that have been lost during this pandemic, it is, I mean, it's unbelievable to think about every single day and, and the people that continue to die and how lives have completely changed, families have completely changed, the makeup of families have completely changed. We are in such a different time now, even than we were like in 2017 and 2018 when we were screaming from the rooftops as things were going down and we were in the midst of the Russia investigation and the, you It's know. like we were waiting for this time to see, like, I felt like we were hanging on for hope right? That we could, that Trump was going to be our biggest problem. I right. feel like in, in this country it was, a, you know, we can solve this. We'll vote. We'll get him out of office. And then it, it seems to me, I feel like we are in a worse position than we were a year ago. Folks, that is it for today's Woke AF Daily Podcast. So to hear more from me, including five full hour-long shows every single week, exclusive guest interviews, and more, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.